0: Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, I've got the privilege of uh, interviewing Ted McNulty. What's up, Ted? Oh, nothing but the sky. Nothing but the sky. Christmas, New Year's, everything was good? Everything was
1: excellent. A lot of fun. Uh, a little bit colder than I'd like here, so we are gonna got some travel plans coming up. That's good. All your kids were back in town? Uh, they're back in town and starting to fade away. I, my oldest daughter just went back to Dayton, uh, university And my uh, middle daughter is heading off to Indiana here in a okay, little bit.
0: Okay. So you Dayton fan or Indiana fan, or you just got to cheer for whoever? Uh, when you make those kind of payments to those schools, you <laughs> You love them both. Them both. That's so I love right. Them both. You love them both. That's awesome. Uh, well, you are a 21-plus year career in this great business that we're in, uh, Tulsa grad. Uh, married to Jennifer. You had the three kids we just talked about. You are a certified financial planner, a uh, an accredited investment fiduciary. Uh, you've got a lot of experience. So I'm excited to chat with you today. Well, looking forward to talking with you about it. Absolutely. So I'm sure like uh, like me, Ted, you're hearing about a lot of things out in the marketplace right now, you know, inflation, uh, interest rates, cryptocurrency. Uh, but biggest thing I'm hearing a lot is retirement plans. Ever since re- uh, COVID has hit, more and more people, I think, have gotten laser focus on the retirement. Obviously, it was very important before, but it just for me, I don't know about you, but it just seems like it's been critically important. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is the uh, 401k plan. So very simple way we're going to start very obvious but what is a 401k plan and how does it work Thanks so much for asking, and, and this is actually a real passionate part of my job uh,
1: that I work with because it is um, completely uh, intimidating to the average bear, and ultimately, with all the investment jargon, it makes people timid to not even want to participate in them. Uh, but to boil it down very simply, a 401k is probably the easiest way um, someone can save because they don't have to lift a finger. Actually money is directly taken outside of their paycheck and automatically invested it in a very sophisticated yep. specific lineup of funds that has been, you know, tried and tested. And uh, so it's it's a very very
0: simple way for
1: participants to, and individuals to save money.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, which is key because to your point of it's 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 simple, right? You come in, you start work on day one. They probably check a box, and, and some clients honestly they don't even know sometimes what they're checking, but they just got a forced discipline savings program, right? First, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, why why should an employee participate in a four hundred one k plan? <clears throat> well. I think that the biggest reason is is that they need to take control
1: of their own financial situation. Um, realistically, Social Security is not going to support the majority of their income needs when they do retire. I hear a lot of times that Social Security is not going to be there. Uh, in my opinion, that's, that's a scare tactic. Yep. Social Security will be there. It's pay-as-you-go. So it's just right now, currently, there's more people taking money out than there is putting in. And it might not necessarily be the same amount that uh, you expect, but it will be there. But it won't be there sufficiently enough to cover the majority of your income needs. And people are living longer and retiring sooner. Uh, that means that you have to save more money to actually carry that time space and live
0: your lifestyle the way you actually want to have it. That is why it's extremely important. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important because I, I think a lot of people will ask me sometimes, and especially during the holidays or something like that, you may be at a cocktail party and say, hey, you know, how much money should I save for retirement? And I think most experts, and I've been doing this for 20 years, I look at around 20% of your income. I mean, to your point... You're going to live longer. People used to retire and live maybe five or 10 years. Well, heck, now people are retiring and live in 20, 30, 40 years, right? Correct. And so it's critically important that we got to save. It's not just Social Security that's going to be there. It's also IRA plans. It's 401Ks. It's everything. But but that's important. Important. So, But what are some of the common misunderstandings of a 401K? So you were bringing what percent do you actually save? Uh, I
1: think that one of the biggest misconceptions in a 401K plan is, oh, I'm putting away what the company matches. So uh, typically a match, and again, as we use the jargon, a match is where the company actually matches dollar for dollar what you put in up to a certain point. And let's just say it's 5%. So people... Will actually only save 5% because like, oh, that's how much I'm getting for free. Yeah. But the realistic scenario is, is that that's not going to be enough, even though it's 5% plus 5%. So you're putting away 10%. Yeah. Like you just mentioned, most likely people are needing to save 20, 15 to 20%. Yeah. It's not enough. So there's a lot of tools out there that can kind of help you actually figure out what you really need to save. Yep. And um, the younger you are, quite frankly, the less you have to save because you're starting earlier. Yeah. Most people I talk to have actually not started early
0: and they're saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing my match. And I'm like, well, yeah. unfortunately, that's not enough. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's cool. I mean, uh, critical, too, is the, the company match. And, and I have a lot of people that ask me is should I just do up to the match and, you know, or should I even do the match? I'm like, yeah, that's free money. Right. Exactly. That, that's absolutely free money, and that's a great rate of return on free money, isn't it? That, oh, you know, free money, you know, it's kind of joking uh,
1: with a lot of participants. I'll get in front of, uh, you know, the team, yeah. the participants, employees, and try to educate them and persuade them to actually take advantage of this right. benefit, and I joke around several ways. Uh, sometimes I actually have a $10 bill in my pocket, and yeah. I say, you know, hey, does somebody have a $10 bill? and i'll have them give it to me and i say can I, can i have that and i take it and then i actually give them 20 back and i say that's a company match who yeah. doesn't want to give themselves 10 dollars? and compound that double great with way. free money. I yeah. also actually, just for fun, stood at the end of the mouth of the actual parking lot, um, <laughs> and I had a big, huge stack of $1 bills. And uh, I said, free money on a sign. Yeah. And guess what? Everybody stopped. I said, well, yeah. listen, you can't have it because you're not even participating in your free money <laughs> right. that your employer's yeah. even giving you. So anyway, that's uh, the, the- The creative company. side of Ted McNulty right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, again- um, As I mentioned, this can be pretty intimidating for a lot of individuals, and the goal that we have here is to try to, you know, boil it down, simplify it, not make it intimidating, and help them understand
0: the actual benefits yeah. of, of what they have without intimidating. Right. So investment options, um, those are obviously confusing, right? You get, a, you get a piece of paper in the mail. And if I'm with if I'm somebody that's new to investments or, or I just I don't follow it, right? I look at all these things. It's got the rate of returns. It's got expenses, but I don't really know what the heck it says, right? If I'm that participant. So what are the investment options? Uh, how do we navigate that? How do we find the right strategy? So- Great, great point.
1: And you know I, I look at a lot of different companies' 401k plans and get to evaluate and poke holes. Obviously, my goal is, is to ultimately improve what they currently have. One of the biggest problems that I see with the general populace of uh, 401k plans out there is there's so many in different investment options. Uh, as a fiduciary, you need to actually have a diversified portfolio, diversified yeah. our diversified fund list. Uh, diversify doesn't mean sheer number of funds because i will analyze a current 401k plan and they'll have five different funds unfortunately all five of those are for large cap yeah they're the same thing they're the exact same thing anyway so what i am a strong believer in is is that you're always going to have the engineer that wants to actually pick their own funds and they do their analyst uh uh, review of their own funds sure. and, and pick and choose. So you have to have a menu of funds available that are actually unique, that they can create a diversified portfolio yeah. with their within their own. But again, maybe it's a common theme of this conversation, but it can be pretty intimidating if you're you know, uh, on the factory line and you're manufacturing and helping yeah. out and focusing on one thing. You don't really understand how to create your own portfolio. Right. What's spectacular that has kind of bubbled up to the top as one of the more popular funds uh, concepts is what they call target date funds. And it's really the easy button for a participant to just set it and forget it. Um, we kind of joke around about do it myself, do it with me, do it for me. Target date funds are actually do it for me, where you invest in it and you say I'm gonna retire in 20 years, so let's say it's 2040, you say I want the 2040 target date fund. As you get closer to that date, it's gonna become more conservative and you would have already a very diversified portfolio mix, and then you actually have it start to rebalance towards a more appropriate risk allocation for your age bracket as you're getting closer to retirement. So target date funds are a really easy option for participants. In all of my plans, they usually represent 50 to 70% of the people that are participating. Uh, You also have models. Some people actually want control. Uh, of their risk tolerance, so it doesn't automatically go from a target date to closer to retirement. It yep. just stays aggressive or conservative, and then you actually have to make those choices. Yeah. But all too many times, uh, I see four hundred and one k plans with way too many investment options, yep. and it's intimidating. And then all of a sudden, they say this is
0: just too much. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I call it the radio dial, right? That those uh, target date funds. It's maybe when you're young, you want the music really loud, right? And but as you get Older, you don't want it to be that loud, and that thing's going to automatically turn that volume down for us as we go. So, so let's think about now the business owner, right? We we all own our own businesses, and and so why is it so important for a business owner to have a four hundred one k? And what are the benefits of that? Well, there are many benefits. the the, the high level benefits that are
1: very appealing to an employee, our employer rather, is you know it's a great way to attract and retain. Good employees. Um, It's a fantastic opportunity to potentially save on taxes. You know, it's tax deductible. Um, Depending on your business uh, demographics, you know, small actual businesses that don't have a lot of employees it's an excellent way for the business owner to shelter a pretty substantial amount of taxes a lot of times people don't really realize that you can shelter up to $58,000 a year every time i ask a business owner they're like oh yeah i do my 19,500 uh, right now, in the year 2022, you can actually save twenty thousand five hundred. Fifty and older, you actually can tack on an additional six thousand five hundred. So people have that in their mind, but they don't realize that there's other other creative ways. Yeah. You know, a visionary actually, what we try to do is go through the plan design and create a plan that is specific to that business owner's interests and objectives uh, within ERISA guidelines, yeah. but. As a business owner, and as I'm kind of thinking about all this stimulus package and all of that, that I do feel that taxes are most likely going to be going up. Yeah. And so it's kind of an interesting tool that you can have in your toolbox to be able to yeah. shelter Fifty eight thousand plus
0: potentially, if you're fifty and older, an additional six thousand five hundred. And I think a lot of times four hundred one k plans can just get put on autopilot, don't you think? I mean, the advisor gets them; they've they've been doing it for years and years and years. And to your point, they may not be educating those uh, their client, the business owner, or the clients inside of that four hundred one k plan. But with all the changes going on and and all the work that you do as the chairperson for our retirement plan committee, which you know, hats off to you, doing amazing work. But you you think about the accountability that we have inside. inside our firm to make sure those things are being done. That's not happening everywhere else. You would be... Frightened, if yeah. you would see what's out there in terms yeah. of the lack of education, the lack of, uh,
1: you know, people just get too busy with their with their day-to-day business, yeah. selling widgets or, you know, practicing sure. law or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's why it's very, very important for us here at Visionary. And I'm very passionate about our investment committee that – or, I'm yeah. sorry, our 401K committee that yep. we have put together, which actually is built of, you know, we have the compliance officer, we have the president. President of the of the company, we have representative uh, from advisors and that that have frontline experience with this, and you know not a lot of companies take this type of. Uh, deliberate action to make sure that they have best practices. Yep. Uh, having the compliance officer and and, and, and frontline people with real life examples allow us to actually look at what we
0: have out there and and give the actual product what it yep. deserves. Yep. So that, that makes me think about, you said it earlier, the, the F word, right? The fiduciary word. And, and I think that's so important in our industry. And it, it makes me think when you're thinking about the investment committee or the retirement plan committee, how important is that? to have a fiduciary, but what does that really mean in layman's terms? So very simply put, a fiduciary is
1: putting your client's interests before your own. I think that there's a lot more if you really drill into the weeds what fiduciary means, but it is something that I feel very, very strongly about. Uh, With the 401k space, uh, getting into some technical jargon, you know, a 338 is the highest level of fiduciary responsibility that that you can actually expose yourself to from the investment side. You can have a 321. You can have no fiduciary responsibility. You know, if I'm a business owner and I am working with a 401k provider that's not a 338. or three twenty one, depending on the level of what you're wanting to actually uh, accommodate. Uh, Buy, you know, uh, this is something that is the ultimate, and the reason what it is important to me is because it's it's actually practicing what you preach. Put the best product forward. And don't worry about right. the. If, if you are putting your clients ahead of your individual nature and you're not putting out proprietary products and you're right. not using revenue sharing and all these other different things that are out there. Um, you know, I, I just kind of cringe a little bit of what's out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer
0: in, in, uh, the, putting uh, the fiduciary role as as top shelf and and why is that a big deal for the business owner so let's let's play that let's say i'm the client right i own a business you're my guy right ted's my guy in the 401k plan why is that so important for me as a business owner and i've got my whatever 50 60 100 500 employees over here why is that such a big deal well, in today's world you can get
1: sued anytime. Yeah. You know, and even if you're a 338, you know, and you're brought into this situation, yeah. uh you 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 still can be sued, but having a 338 and actually adhering to the due diligence and all of the requirements of being a 338, yeah. uh, ultimately, you can go in there with a with a, a confidence that,
0: okay. That I can as the business owner. As a business owner, yep.
1: you can come into this whole situation and say, okay, we're working with Visionary. There are 338. We got this lawsuit coming up. Yep. Ted, can you help me out? Well, here's our due diligence process. Here is our yeah. quarterly you know 401k committee meeting. We look at the fee structure. We look at the underlying fees that we're recommending. We work with Fiducian, which is actually one of the uh, rare gems in this space with regards to research. Uh, fiducian believe it or not came out of the gate with defined contribution which is a 401k as their number one product uh, we work with them very closely they help us out with our 401k um, committee and the agenda and certain things along that line and um, ultimately we have done all of the the things we need to do to become a fiduciary. So if I'm the business owner and also my phone rings and I'm getting called into some legal situations, my comfort level is going to be high yeah. because I know that when they start peeling back the onion layers on my 401k investment process, that there, yeah. it's it's bulletproof. Yeah, and, and
0: not everybody has that.
1: Not everybody has that, you know. And um, I was very uh, pleased when you know at Visionary, we don't charge extra for that. That's we're that we shouldn't get paid extra for just doing our job. Yeah, in my opinion. And ultimately, yes, we do that here. And uh, I think that the comfort level uh, from a business owner when we get in front of them and we start showing them what we're doing behind the scenes for yeah. what we get paid to do. The, the, the confidence level goes yeah. through the roof.
0: Yeah. So uh, like anything, any industry, whether, I mean, even take baseball, right? There's good baseball players, there's bad baseball players, I would assume. And, and obviously I know this or I wouldn't ask the question, but there are good 401k plans. There's bad 401k plans, right? Tell me a little bit about that. Well,
1: right now, he kind of on that same theme of, of lawsuits and such, uh, there's a, actually a St. Louis attorney that has been making some pretty big headlines for 401ks that, actually have revenue sharing as their main source of paying for the actual hmm. administrative side of it. Um, it's called revenue sharing. It's embedded into the f- the mutual funds, and it's very confusing. And the real tough part about this, Brett, is that if you have a mutual fund lineup, not every fund is going to have a revenue sharing. And so if you are, like we were just talking about, not necessarily a, a confident, sophisticated investor and you pick these various funds, you really most likely will not know that you are in a revenue sharing produced fund or yep. not. So some people yeah, have no it, idea. You have no idea and quite frankly you you know most 401k plans are paid for by the assets. So if you have a lot of money that's going into the revenue, you're paying more. If I'm in that revenue sharing and you're in an index fund, guess what? I'm paying more than you are. Yeah. It's not fair. No. That's that's a bad 401k plan. Um, in my opinion, let's just focus on the positives. Uh, a good 401k plan has a great fund lineup. Yep. With competitive priced mutual funds that are diversified, that allows individuals to create their own, a target date fund that is reputable and, and, and solid, as well as a model, yep. Your risk-based models. Uh, it has a very sophisticated TPA, third-party record keeper. Uh, Third-party third administrator that can make sure that the plan design and, and all the testing is, is up to speed. And I think most importantly is you have a team, a dedicated team that goes out there and educates your employees or the employees, participants, on a regular basis to make sure that they understand that this is a benefit that they need to be taking advantage of. Yep.
0: Uh, so let's, again, let's go. I'm, I'm the client, right? I'm the business owner here. What should I look for in a provider? So I'm looking and talking to guys like you, what do I need to be looking for. So you're looking for somebody that is dedicated to this
1: as a product line. All too many times I see, um, plans that have advisors on them that just do this as a one-off, uh, and their firms, I, you know, not to be, critical, but usually it's an insurance firm that's yeah. out there that they just had the relationship and it just fell in their lap. Yeah. That is uh, something that really scares me that's out there because uh, the, the real person that gets hurt in that situation is the the, the employee yep. because nobody's going out there and educating them and helping them understand the importance of this.
0: Who do you, uh, sorry, I thought you were going to say something else. That's why I paused here for a second. Um, so when you look at the research, obviously what we, we have a lot of research companies that we talk about. So without going into great detail on exactly who those are and what it is, but like, who do you go to when you, when you want to get the rules, the regulations, the updates, I mean, what's that look like for you and your process with your clients? Well, this is a constantly changing landscape with regards to
1: rules and regulations. Um, They have the SECURE Act. uh, They're talking about the SECURE Act 2.0. That there's some ideas that are being bounced around that haven't actually come to fruition. Uh, I am lucky that I've been doing this long enough where I have a myriad of resources available. Um, But, you know, one of the things that we commission ourselves with the 401k committee is to come to those meetings and do the research, whether you're going on Google, whether you have, you know,
0: other various resources out there, you know, ultimately you just have to stay on top of it. Yeah. And that's the thing I think is important to know is that you look at our, you know, the computers right here. I mean, the amount of data and research that we have that, you know, we, we 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 all pay a lot of money for this. Right. And that's the big thing, I think, for our clients that that average consumer doesn't have at their fingertips what we would have. No question. And yeah. and as I mentioned earlier, uh, one of our
1: partners that we work with on the research is very, very heavily involved in this space yeah. and having them on our team is is Very, very valuable, and they take it very seriously. I actually had a call with them today, and we kind of went over some benchmarking ideas to make sure that, you know, our pricing structure is in line and that the fund lineup that we have is approved and followed and having the due diligence on. So the research is is critical. And, again, if you're not having this as a main focus, it's going to fall through the cracks. And then, ultimately, you know, you're just beholden by the revenue,
0: and you're sacrificing the actual real lives that are out there. I I wrote this down. This is one of my favorite ones I've heard over the last 20 years is, well, I'm in a 401k plan. It's free, right? I don't pay for it. And I think clients or or the consumer in that 401k, that company, they may say that because they don't physically see themselves writing a check or there's, you know, and all that stuff. So I've just found that fascinating over the years. But how do I know if I'm an employee of company X, how do I know what I'm paying, what it costs, all that stuff? You know, we're in the growth mode. We're always trying to add, you know, new 401k -hmm.
1: opportunities and clients. And so when I'm out prospecting and I'm talking to business owners, whether it's a social event or it's been a referral. I ask them, you know, some questions. It's it's kind of an interesting scenario in the 401k space that the actual 5,500, which is the tax reporting mechanism mm-hmm. is public knowledge. So I can pull that up and I have a general idea of how many participants, how big the plan is and what they're paying in a general form. So I kind of come into this conversation a little bit more uh, educated, but when I ask the business owner, Hey, how much are you paying? You would be Amazed that I get. Oh, we don't. We don't pay anything for four hundred i k. I'm saying, yeah. And uh, and then when I say, okay, well, actually, that's not true. And you kind of educate them. I've had scenarios where they asked their current provider how much they're actually paying. Mm. And it would take them a month or two or three. And they they got so frustrated. They're like, I'm done with this person. I don't even care what I'm paying. I'll pay you. But um, a lot of, you know, it it is embedded in there. Um, And we are very strong believers in being extremely transparent. Uh, We're in business. So we're we're not doing this for free or not trying to lose money. But we want to make sure that, hey, if I'm going to do business, I want to know how much I'm paying and what I'm paying for.
0: Well, just like anything, right? Transparency is is key in relationship, whether that's a marriage or with your kids or just with friends. I mean, you want to be transparent. You got to be transparent with your clients. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so now let's say, okay, I'm no longer the business owner, I'm an employee. And, and I decide to leave company X. And uh, what are my options now with the 401k plan of my old company? Well, the um, options are abundant. You can keep
1: it at your old employer. You can actually roll it over into an IRA. Uh, Or you can actually transfer that over to your 401k. Each case... Into the new company. Into the new company. um, Each scenario is very unique to that individual. So when I'm talking to participants in an existing 401k yep. and they say, hey, you know what, I have three or four 401ks from my previous employer. This is where that fiduciary comes into play, where I have to talk to that participant and really get a better understanding of what their intentions are and their overall surroundings and give them the best advice. Yep. Um, a lot of times consolidation is, is a high actual priority for individuals because they have four or five different stages statements all over yeah. 401k plans are a little bit less, um, obvious with the statements. It's not like they come out monthly. And so ultimately,
0: uh, those are the options that you have available. Got it. Uh, well, the sun's certainly coming in here. If you can tell I'm like it's been cloudy all day tan. and now I'm getting a suntan today, exactly what I needed. So, um, let me switch the tables a little bit. Our firm's mission statement is helping people achieve a future greater than their past. Right. And so you can see it here for on see the, it. Uh, and it's got one on your microphone as well. They're everywhere. But, um, what does that mean to you? Like to help people achieve a future greater than your past. When you think about your 20 plus year career. Well,
1: future greater than your past is we have to always strive to get better and to do better and plan and and ultimately um, as you grow and as you have a family I have a family yep. ultimately your your intentions are
0: to make it an easier path for them as it was for you yeah absolutely well ted it's been awesome having you you've been here over a uh, oh, I to say over a month that's a long month isn't Holy it cow, that's a long month time ted. Uh, but you've been with us over obviously uh, over a year a uh, couple years and so so It's just been awesome having you, man. And your leadership that you bring to Visionary Wealth Advisors is uh, is, is key. I hear it from all the advisors. They love spending time with you and, and a wealth of knowledge in that brain of yours. So well, very thankful.
1: It. They're great people. And in this new role with yeah. the chairman of the 401k committee, I've had an opportunity yeah. to talk to a lot of individual yeah. advisors. And they're
0: committed to this space. And it gives me a whole energy level yeah. that that I didn't expect. Well, thank you for being here today. And thanks for sharing so much stuff on the 401k plan and why that's so important. All right. Thank